So, welcome to Let Me Say This. I'm your host, Tony Crystal Walker. In the studio today, I got some of my homeboys, and I got my nephew on the line. So, fellas, would you give my people a shout-out real quick from the start to my right here? Brian Lauderdale, I'm in the building. How's it going, everybody? Rashad Hayes, you already know I'm here. Nick Shepard, nephew of the podcast owner. So, look, the reason why I'm laughing, I had just opened up, did a great intro, and then realized I wasn't recording the shit. So here we go again. <clears throat> but anyway, so this show, we want to talk a little bit about the things that are going on surrounding Kobe Bryant's death, the Gail King uh, controversy, um, Snoop Dogg getting, getting into Oprah, and just the melee that we're all experiencing on social media. So, Nick, would you please say what you said again? I am so sorry. <laughs> no, you fine. Um, basically, what I feel is that the timing of the question was very disrespectful for the fact of the matter that the world, his family, his close friends, even people that wasn't that close to him um, are still mourning his death. And the fact that she brought up a question about something so serious that could have been brought to him while he was alive, instead of you doing that, you bring it to his close friend, Lisa Leslie, and asking a question like that that was going to get across to his family, his friends, and they would have to see that. And on top of that, you know, his daughter passed with him. So, you know, that kind of adds a little bit of extra pain, too. And as I said previously, Kobe played 20 years in the NBA. That happened about 16, 17 years ago. You could have asked him then. You could have brought it up. But nobody else was talking about it. Right. And for her to go on and do an apology of saying, hey, well, I didn't, I wasn't aware that they were doing this and, uh, my network was going to put that clip out. Why was that question in your notes to ask? Your network didn't tell you to ask those questions. You Ooh. have to come up with that question as a journalist. So why would you bring that question up? So that's your fault. Don't blame it on the network. Own up to what you did mm-hmm. and, and go from there. But what I will say is now death threats, that's out of line. Yeah. But people calling her out on her stuff is well needed because I feel like as people – as our people in the black community, you know, as black people here in America, we need to sit together and stop trying to attack each other and actually try to lift each other up and try to put people down. That's why I feel like she did to Kobe, and this man's not even in the ground yet, and that was totally out of line. Sure. Yeah, so I definitely agree. I think the one thing she failed to realize was the significance behind Kobe Bryant. Yeah. You know, he wasn't just a basketball player. Right. You know, for some people, he was a father figure, a role model. So, you know, with a young cat like me, I didn't really know too much about the, the rape charge until I actually got older and, and, and paying attention to it. But I was able to let that go, move on, and give him a second chance. I think what Gail did is, like, she kind of made me feel like if we mess up, that's it. That's going to tarnish our name. That's going to tarnish our brand, our, our legacy. So it's almost like, you know, the one thing I will say that I respect the most is how Lisa Leslie handled that interview. Man, she was so fucking uncomfortable. She didn't, she, no matter how uncomfortable she was, she didn't snap. No, she did not. Yeah, like she she stayed cool. Now, we don't know what happened after the camera, but <laughs> I'm like, I, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say it made me respect her more because it's almost, it taught me something new. But I, I, I was watching that interview, like she was uncomfortable as fuck. Like right. her whole eye, like, I know this 
this bitch ain't asking me this. Right. But I'm going to sit here and be cool as a motherfucking cucumber and deal with this fucking bullshit. But I know this bitch ain't just but asking you know me what? this. That's what makes it worse from Gail, though. Like, she could, if she's reading the body language, knowing she's making her uncomfortable, why are you still digging? Yeah. What are you trying to find? Brian, you got a different perspective. Um, I, I mean, I kind of do and I kind of don't. But from my perspective, as a journalist, it is Gail's It is Gail's job to ask those tough questions. Right, right. But the timing was horrible. Now, no matter what kind of documentary is done, no matter who does what, the rape case is going to always be brought up. Right. Because that's just something that happened with him. We're not going to be able to get over that. I mean, I mean, we're not going to be able to get away from it. But Gail shouldn't have asked it then. You know, I just think her timing was off. I'm not mad at her because she asked it because she's a journalist. It's her job to ask the right, tough right. questions, you know, to ask the questions. But you you just shouldn't have did it then. That was my issue. So, so I'm, I'm like, again, yeah, four men here. We all are pretty much on the same page. And, my again, my biggest issue is, is the timing. Yeah, that's mine. Because I'm the person, uh-huh. like, like really, like, I'm the person who, and Nick will tell you, like, I'm hard on family members. Like, you fucked uh-huh. up, you just fucked up, and I ain't even to make no apology about calling you out about the bullshit. I get that. I mean, I get that better than most people. But there is a, a thing about timing that right. I think that she just kind of didn't, didn't even think about. It was like, let me go get these ratings and we're gonna right. see what we because everything you do in journalism these days is all about ratings. We don't exactly. even they don't even really care about the truth for real. All they really fucking care about it's is those clicks and likes, clicks and likes and ratings. So, so that was that was the thing that bothered me because I'm not the person to canonize motherfuckers when they die. Right? Like if you were the fucking asshole when you were alive, you a dead asshole in this box. <laughs> that's that's all I got. If, if you, if you, I mean, and it's true. That's the thing, like. We have this old saying, you don't want to scandalize the dead. You don't want to yeah. talk bad about the dead. But facts are facts. Facts are facts. Right. You know, if, if he was a deadbeat father, he was just a deadbeat yeah. father. There ain't yeah. no point in talking about it. Yeah. I mean, there's no point in trying to always make these people be out to be angels and they were hell raisers. Right. And, and the other thing that gets me, especially when you think about it from a religious standpoint, because people are always talking about, you know, God, is he's the king of forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. Why? Why can't we forgive people? And I'm not. And again, I'm not advocating that we forget what Kobe did. I'm really not. But what I am saying is the fact that why bring this up now? Right. You could. You had the rest of your life to talk about this. You. She literally has the rest of her life to talk about that. This man, his daughter, and those other seven people are dead. Right. And this is what you decide to do. And then two from. From another standpoint, Vanessa Bryan has to bury a daughter bruh, bruh, and a husband. Bruh. Now, I I haven't had to do neither, so I can't speak from experience. I have. But I've talked uh-huh. to people that have had to bury children, and they tell me that shit don't get easy. Yeah. That shit don't go away with time. It yeah. does not. This woman has to make funeral arrangements, pick out caskets, and this is this is the foolishness that you want to do. Right. And, and and it's become like it's become like like part of our ethos, like part of the echo chamber that we live in. And everybody feels like they have to be right. Right. And and one thing before I cuss motherfuckers out on Facebook and block their asses. Tony's orientation video. <laughs> 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 is, I'm, is is the fact that okay, Gail was wrong. Kobe was a rapist and cheated on his wife. Snoop talked too goddamn much, and Oprah should have shut her mouth. All this shit can be true at the same time. Right. I'm not saying that one is true and one is not. 
But all of these things, they are not mutually exclusive. They can all be true and coexist simultaneously. But I just think that in our Facebook has created some monsters. Yeah, it's almost like we created a, a we're judges now. Yeah. And, you know, this is all our courtroom. We have this big old social media. It's our courtroom. Because even when you look at the case, you know, Kobe got acquitted from it, right? But well, she didn't. Still, she, yeah, but she didn't show up, which is yeah, a problem for me. But right. That's another but like story. you, you still have. He still had to live with. Well, I can't even say that because when he was living, we didn't hear about the rape case then. No, we did not. But as soon as he did, bam, oh. that's when he attacked. And I think that's the thing that gets me. Like you, you attack when the man is, like you said, not even buried yet. That's when you attack, and it shows sign of. To me, it shows a sign of weakness, and it's a coward move. Yeah. What you gonna say, Nick? I just feel like. Kobe was in the stage of his life after his career of moving forward of trying to be a better father, a better husband, um, being an author, of course, and from uh, him on from where he was going and how he died, you know, being a better coach. Right. Because that's what he was going to go do. And I felt like that question kind of felt, I, I, in my heart, me personally, and this is my opinion, I felt like that's what, I felt like that she was trying to tarnish that, that, image he was trying to not not try to say that he was trying to front but that image he was trying to say hey guys i moved on from all the old stuff i did i'm trying to live a better life i'm trying to just move on i'm trying to do something better you know in uh, uh, a question like that you just don't ask a question like that in the timing that we're in right now with his death and i feel like that was out of line with what he did and you know it's like you said snoop talked too much and you know Oprah never said nothing, but my thing is, and the question that everybody should be asking is, if he's going to talk about that rape case with Kobe, why not bring it up to Harvey? So, okay, so so let me so let me let me say this about that. I don't, and it's weird because I don't think that she needs to bring up Harvey Weinstein case in this, and I don't like people making those jumps. Like, right now, we're talking about Kobe and Gigi and those people who died and what Gail did with that. I think it weakens our argument when we say, well, they didn't do so-and-so and so. It's like getting written up at work, yeah. and you didn't got written up for being yeah. late. And then, you know, and then you go, well, Brian fat ass was late, too. And you like, what What does this have to – because people – as a manager – People will do you like that. Like, right. literally, I'm writing you up for doing some shit. And then the first thing, you know, well, Rashad was late, too. Right. We're not talking about Rashad right now. You know, as a matter of fact, Rashad is still alive and kicking. And Kobe is not. So, we can talk about Rashad ass tomorrow. Like right. We can full ass talk about his bullshit tomorrow. We can't talk about him now. And you bringing that in, it only weakens your argument. Now, I do think that... So if y'all listen to let me say this, you know, one of my biggest things that I talk about on here is racism and the way that black people are portrayed in the media. So like I, there was a, I was sitting here looking at my phone a, little, a minute ago and it said there was a shooting on a quiet road in Vestavia a little while ago. For those of you who are not from Birmingham, Vestavia is a little white area with rich white people around around the corner. And. It said, listen to the way this 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 headline said, there was a shooting in a on a quiet road in Vestavia. So we are already giving white people cover. Right. You know, this is a quiet road. It ain't like the fuck shit that y'all niggas doing over there in the projects. You know, this is a quiet road in Vestavia where this normally does not happen. So we're woo, we're shocked. Right. You know, it's bad enough that we get to do that with white people in white media. Again, and not doubling down on Gail, but as a black woman, 
I just don't think that this is the right time to do this. We got enough fucking problems. That's the problem I think everybody has. It's just the timing of it. I don't care what. I'm not a look. I'm gonna be honest. Y'all know I'm an old school gay, and I I don't even watch basketball. I don't even like fucking sports. Like, I, <laughs> and, and and the thing that bothers me is when motherfuckers do shit that make me have to defend people who I don't necessarily like. Not saying I didn't like COVID, didn't care. For, I just didn't care. You know what the fuck you do? You throw your ragged dick in anybody you want to. Ain't got shit to do with me. So it's not like I had any skin in the game. But when I see you doing this fuck shit, it's just fucked up. And and Gail Gail should have shut her goddamn mouth. Even if the even if the 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 television station has said, hey, we want you to do this interview with you know Lisa Les. We want you to ask this, that, and the third. That bitch have been like, child, he ain't even in the ground yet. You want me to do what? Yeah, right. You know that I mean, and and that's the problem that I have with her. I mean, and I don't have a problem with her asking that because as a journalist, that is her job. Mm-hmm. And I seen people. Well, y'all seen me. I had to cuss some bitches out yesterday. Right. <clears throat> but it's like, I get that. I get that. That's her job. But we have human beings here who are affected. And at the end of the day, who's talking about Vanessa and those three girls? And then the other I, I thing. And then the other thing too is when it's happened. His youngest three kids weren't even born yet. So, you know, you still got to take into consideration their kids. You know, it's just. It's tacky. Yeah. yeah I think it's, I think it was just tacky. I think the one thing I would want to know is, is that when she was doing this interview, before she took this case to do it, did she think about the motives of the person that wanted her to do this interview? I, let me just say, I don't think, I think she wanted to do this interview. Think, so you think it's something that, it, that she just chose <laughs> that she wanted to I do? Think, I, I, I think that. As famous and as well-known as Gail and Oprah are, <clears throat> I think that Gail is somehow blinded by her best friend's fame. Well, what does that look like? No, this is Oprah. She's everything. You know, this is Kobe. He's just the basketball player. And because that's not what you're used to, the, or somebody that you really have high regards for, then, oh, this is just a basketball player. We've been talking about this, that, and the third, and how he was accused of rape, and nobody's going to care. I think she really underestimated the amount of love that people had for Kobe. You know, again, I don't watch basketball, but I cried at that because I'm thinking about Vanessa losing her baby and her husband. Her you best know. friend and her husband. Right. You know. You know, so how so how so and we ain't got nothing better to do than dig of his past. That's just fucked up. And and just like, you know, 50 Cent said, and I agree with him on this. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know. Another motherfucker I don't care shit about. <laughs> but, this, but like you said, though, if the justice system did their thing and they couldn't convict him, what were you trying to gain out of this? Look, we're going to take a break and be right back. And <laughs> we're going to pay some bills. <laughs> we're going to pay some bills. Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livingwell PrEP Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Livingwell PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcpm.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. <laughs> hey, uh, welcome back to Let Me Say This. Uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, we have a new platform that we're uh, broadcasting on Podbean. You can go to Podbean and put in Let Me Say This, and you can check out Let Me Say This, Sanker a Different Day, and Sculpt with Shard. um podcast is going to deliver some of y'all from some of your bad ways. I I'm just- delivered. <laughs> 
because he's all, he's a therapist. He's all about trying to help y'all y'all get out of these ruts that y'all are in. So before we did back in, so um, Rashad made a comment that you know he didn't really know a lot about the um, the allegations and stuff, and I don't think a lot of people did, especially people who are not like into sports and old into sports. So like, what? What's your thoughts on like? Do we let that stuff go, or do we continue to talk about it? Because no, that goes to that whole thing about separating the artist from the art. Right. Like, when do we separate the athlete from the sport? Like, what what what's your thoughts on that? I mean, it, it's hard to separate it because it's like when you think about it, it happened. Okay, if we're gonna talk about sports, <clears throat> um, and these guys might not even know. You know about this, but the malice at the palace. I mean, that was the biggest basketball brawl known to man. Ron Artest, yes, Stephen Jackson, and Jermaine O'Neal uh-huh. went into the crowd and fought fans. I mean, it it, uh-huh. it was crazy, and so they're they're forever going to be attached to that. It's hard. I mean, when you're in the media, the media is just gonna no matter what you do. If you go throw a damn chicken bone out the road and they find <laughs> out about it, it's going to always be there. Yeah. So it's like we, you can't really get past what you do because somebody's going to always bring it up. Yeah, especially on the internet. Exactly. Still on the internet never dies. So that's almost like with the with the Michael Vick and the dog incident. Exactly. They, they still they still hold it on in that. I'm tired of white people. They're talking about it. Yeah, I'm tired of white people and them fucking dogs. Them bitches care way more about dogs than they do people. And at the end of the day, he's not doing it no more. He's doing all this stuff with all these animal Charity, groups, charities. Yeah. And at the end, of the, it's only because he's black that, that this is happening. Nick, you were going to say something? Me personally, this is the way I'm looking at it. In my opinion, that I feel no matter how good you're doing as a, as a celebrity, but as a black celebrity, as an athlete, you know, especially as an athlete because, you know, that spotlight is on you more. I feel no matter what you do, the way the media takes something that you've done and twist it and turn it into a way to where if you try to do something good, if you've done something bad, right, and it happened years ago, they'll still bring it up no matter how good you're doing, no matter what you're doing for your community, no matter X and O's, it don't matter. They'll always try to twist it and turn it. And I always say that social media has a way of giving off an image about a person that's not true. Because at the end of the day, yes, they're athletes, but they're still people at the end of the day, just like you and me. Nick, let me ask you something. Because you you brought this up before we went on break. But you brought up the fact that the thing with Harvey uh, Weinstein and all them. Tell me, like, why that is like pertinent to your to your to your your thought process about that? Like what what? Tell me where that where that comes from. Well, personally, it came from the fact of that I know the history of Oprah and Kobe. Oprah and Kobe, uh, from what I read and the study upon and seen, they are they are good friends. Um, Kobe and Oprah have actually a great relationship if any of y'all knew that. And Harvey and Oprah also got a good relationship. And so my thing is, is that not not saying now what would Gail have to do, uh, 
what Gail has to do with the whole Oprah and Harvey thing is for the fact that Oprah and Gail are friends and that kind of kind of ties to Kobe and Oprah, if that makes sense what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I, but, I, I see the, I see what I see the picture you're drawing. But the thing that I'm trying to get across just to get clear cut with you is that white people are not held accountable for their actions that's that you know that are taking place. Like that's the black. Okay. You know, what we do get pushed out to, you know, the media get pushed out to the public as the worst thing in the world. White people do something, they get a slap on the wrist, and then let's move on. Let's not talk about it no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Brian, what you said about bleach? Um, the justice system is just like bleach. I mean, it's made for whites and not for colors. I mean, <laughs> if you really want to be honest about it. I mean, Michael Vick did prison time. Yeah. He did, what, 18 months? He lost all of his endorsements. Right. But he bounced back. Kobe lost endorsements too. You know, they took a loss, they bounced back, and still not good enough. Right. Because look at all these, look at all the white um, athletes. Like, what's the guy, Ben Roethlisberger? Ben Roethlisberger. You know, same thing, but we don't talk about that though. Right. You know, and and again, and I don't like the, I don't like the way that the media uh, portrays black people. I really don't. And 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 with that being said. Should Oprah and them go out? Because there's a, another thing about uh, Oprah and uh, Russell Simmons. Right. Like, and I'm trying to figure out why she gets to be brought into that because with the movie thing. Well, I think the thing is it happened so many years ago. I'm not sure, but I think it was like in the 90s mm-hmm. when this happened. And, you know, he's like, you know, this was this happened years ago. It's settled. Why are you bringing it back up? It's just like bringing up old scars and old wounds. You know, now, of course, he shouldn't be, you know, if if it happened. Well, you know, the situation happened, I guess. I wasn't there. I don't know. But it got resolved. Right. So he said, hey, it's resolved. Why are we still bringing it up? Yeah. I guess when you think about it, too, it's like, because didn't Oprah do something with the Michael Jackson documentary as well? Yeah, she had a a documentary about him, It's almost like it's making it seem like she's the villain to our own people. And I think that's what people are starting to tie in together. <laughs> it's like, damn, Oprah, first it's Michael, now it's Kobe, who next? You know, you Russell, and, you know, so it's like, we love you and we, you know, support you because, you know, you know, as a as a black billionaire, you, you up there, but, damn, you just trying to take it, you know, take us out. Okay, so with that being said, I get, I get some of the, I get them pulling her into this yeah. too. And I, and I, I just, I just wish people were able to to express that better. Right. That's my. That, I think that's the problem that yeah. we're not expressing those feelings the way that they need to. I will be the first. Mm-hmm. I, I'll be the first to tell you that I don't think that. <clears throat> I think stories about black people need to be told. So, like, if she's gonna produce a movie, I would like to see more stories by black people by uh, about black people by black people. But all the stories don't need to be negative because the white people do that for us on literally a daily basis. So, like, if you're going to tell a story, then I'm not saying not to tell the whole story because I'm pretty sure. But you hold on, hold on. You said it, though. Tell the whole story. Yeah. Like, don't tell the side that made me look bad. Tell the whole story. Yeah. You know, get it all out there. And and that and that's and I think that's where we're all kind of like struggling to make sense about that. And, and and at the end of the day, it's one of those things again where are we really talking about the people who are most affected by this? And we are not. Right. We are not. People talking about, and I and, and and even so I didn't I didn't see I don't watch news. I like 
watch political news because you niggas and y'all shit, y'all just do what y'all need to do. But I remember somebody talking about Oprah talking about Gail was receiving these death threats and she was crying and stuff. Again, can we not talk about Gail ass? Because that bitch got a whole nother life she can lead. Vanessa and them children lost their dad, a husband, and father. And their sister. And their sister. And we are talking about rich ass Oprah, semi rich Gail, and Snoop Dogg high ass. You know, I think, I think, I think, I think Snoop went a little too far. He did, he did. Yeah. I think he was speaking out of uh, emotions. You know? Raw anger, him, yeah, Bootsy, yeah. Uh, who was uh, Fifty Cent? They, I don't condone the death threats and calling her out of her name. Like no, those right. things were just unnecessary, right? You know, I mean, yep. you can light into a person, but you ain't got to do all of that. And but like you said, though, it's raw anger that you know that Kobe that that wound it still has not healed. Oh, it's just open. It's still, that's what it, it's still open yeah. and it's still gushing blood. And it's like Gail just steadily clawing at it. Right. That's what brought out, I think, so much of anger. And then even with that anger, you got I think you said it first, Tony. You know, most people don't know how to express that. Express what they're feeling. Yeah. You know, and if they feel like they're not being heard, they're gonna scream, they're gonna yell, and it's mm-hmm. gonna seem like they're being irrational when really they just never knew how to just come to the table and say, Hey, this hurt because point A, point A, point B, whatever the case may be. And, you know, Kobe was just an, I mean, I, icon. I mean, listen, when when you in the house and, and you know, you finna throw something in the trash, what's the first name everybody say? Kobe. That's what I'm saying. I mean, seriously, <laughs> like, I mean, that was just one of the things when you shoot basketball. Kobe, when you about to, you know, just, he was an icon and. I love you straight people because I didn't, you, I've never said Col- that. Kobe had me wasting so much paper I, just to throw it in the trash can. That's, that's it, man. Just, like, just so I could say Kobe. That's all. That was me in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying, man. So, but at the same time, why are we not? What If we're going to say that Snoop was out of line, right? Right. We might as well say Susan Rice was out of line. Now, she may not have said that. That raggedy bitch. But she had enough. Let me tell you something. Said I, I, first of all, I don't like Susan. What, was that Susan Rice or Condole- Condoleezza Rice? Or who was it? Susan? It was Susan. Susan. See, now I'm mad because I thought it was Condoleezza for a minute because I was going to say I don't like Republican bitches to begin with. Susan should have shut her goddamn mouth too because this ain't got nothing to do with you. Yeah, right. And then, exactly. li- then literally making, making threats. But not only does it not have anything to do with Susan, all y'all hoes on Facebook, this ain't got shit to do with y'all either. Like, so I was really, like, I was mad, like, a couple days after he died because people were like, I don't know why y'all so upset. Y'all didn't even know him. Like, you didn't know him. That doesn't mean that we can't care about the life of somebody that's lost. That doesn't mean that people like Rashad, Nick, and even you, Brian, that didn't mean that Kobe did not play an integral part in your upbringing and your life and form some of the things about who you are. Like, yeah. the fine parts of your childhood, the fine parts of your, your young adulthood. Those people are important to us. I, I did a Facebook video when I was talking about when Left Eye died. Man, you would have thought Left Eye was my baby sister. <laughs> you know, because that was when that was when I was I was young. I was a, 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 a early my early 20s, you know, just just <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. And so when she died, waterfall. right? When she died, that affected me. Yeah. When Prince died, yeah. man, 
I was, I know a lot. I was in the eighth grade when Prince's first um, uh, album came out, For You. And I remember my friend, my best friend Nars had a sister named Lovey. And Lovey loved her some Prince. And <clears throat> my toxic masculinity was in full effect because I didn't like him because I'm like, who is this man looking like a light-skinned white woman? Because he had this long, straight hair. Like, he would, like, like straighten it out. And then I started listening to music. I'm like, this shit is dope. Right. So, like, my my mid-teenage years on up to most of my adulthood, Prince was such a part of my life. So when he died, your boy was fucked up. Right. And still, there were niggas going, well, you didn't hear nothing. Shut up. Just shut the fuck up. I didn't know your damn grandmama, but you still asked me to pray for her? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I hope they cut both of her legs off from getting green now. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't wish death on, on nobody else. I will say one thing i like to add that I, I notice is, is that when it comes to the black community, we attach ourselves to these athletes, these musicians. So when we lose them, we lose a piece of ourselves yeah. yes. because we don't we don't have those examples of the doctors or the lawyers. Like, so we, we, we look at these athletes as more than just being athletes. And I think that's what I would want people to understand. Exactly, and we see them on TV for so many years, right. whether it be music, sports, you know, like when Jordan retired, you know, people cried, you right. know, when Dion, you know, I mean, just these athletes that we see, and a lot of us model ourselves after them, whether it be our game or the position right. that we play in the sport, because that person played it, and that's who I want to be like. Yeah. Right. I want to mm. be like Mike. Exactly. You know, I mean, if you ask any kid that plays, that played defensive back growing up for me, Deion Sanders, yes, primetime, the dirty bird. I mean, <laughs> he was an entertainer, and every defensive back just wanted to be Deion. Right. So these are people that we've seen that we've grown attached to because we see them on TV. And, you know, we kind of see their lives, you know, Every day, all day. We see some of them more than we see our own family members. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it's an attachment that we have to them. Yeah. I can't send them, but amen to that. So, look, we're going to go into our last break and come back. And I just want to just, I want y'all to give people advice. Like, what should we be doing at this point? Because I think it's important for us. Rashawn and I, on his podcast, he was talking about, grieving and, and the grieving process. And I kind of want to talk about what that looks like, not just for Kobe, but also for the people who are upset with Gail. Like, how do we move on? How do we kind of find closure? So we will be back in a second. Peace. Do you have an active sex life? PrEP is a once-a-day pill that prevents HIV and is now available at the Livewell PrEP Clinic on the south side of the hub. PrEP is safe for men and women who have active sex lives and want to decrease their chances of contracting HIV. For more information about PrEP and the Living Well PrEP Clinic, call 205-324-9822 or go to www.gcpm.com and click on appointments. Or if you just need to get tested, call us. All right, so we are back again. Thank y'all for listening. Let me say this. So on this final segment, like we talked about the controversy, and we're good about talking about controversy. But before we go, I kind of want to like leave y'all with some, some advice or maybe some coping mechanisms in order to try to get through this, you know, we did we did not know Kobe. I didn't know Kobe. I barely, you know, I I told you, I, don't even, I didn't watch basketball. I just knew who he was. But <clears throat> there are a lot of people who are not like me, and even as it pertains to Gail, like we gotta figure out how to channel this anger and and try to make it something constructive. Because another thing I noticed when I was looking at people's like vitriol about this on Facebook, 
was the fact that they were just so angry. Like, so so much so to, if you posted something, people feel like, well, I need to make you think the way that I think. Yeah. And y'all always know I will block the fuck out you because I ain't, I ain't down with that bullshit. I don't need your help trying to figure out what my fucking opinion is. So if you listen to this and I blocked you, sorry, bitch, but you should have kept your goddamn mouth quiet. <laughs> so <laughs> so as we as we get ready to move on out, Nick, uh, what what do you what are some suggestions that you got for people to try to cope with this and kind of move on? Uh, to be honest, I'm gonna I'm refer to Kobe on this one. Hear me out when I say this. Kobe had a saying, and most of y'all know it. Uh, and I can tell you, I know you said you didn't really know Kobe that well, but uh, I know you other two probably do. Yes, sir. But Kobe had a saying, "Mamba mentality," mm-hmm. and Mamba mentality. Kobe had the same to where when he got on the court, he didn't care if we were friends. He didn't care if we hung out after. He didn't care if we were teammates. Kobe was going to go after you, and Kobe was going to get what he wanted when he stepped in that court. And then some. And Kobe always said that he didn't mess with people that didn't want to achieve success. You know, Kobe Kobe said that, you know, he, he doesn't he doesn't look for, you know, he, does, he doesn't look for confrontation, you know. The conversation comes to Kobe, but Kobe handles it a different way, if that makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, to handle stuff like this, I, I, I say mumble mentality. Keep a strong mind. Keep it moving. Look in the head. Always try to just block the outside noise out, right? And keep focused on the thing that's ahead of you. You know, if you're if you're more if you're mourning, you know, like if you're mourning for Kobe. Kobe wouldn't want you to sit around crying on the doorstep, you know, crying on the on, on, on the steps, you know, right. eating a bowl of ice cream. Kobe right. wants you to be out there doing something productive with your life. You know, we we'll want you to if you're if you're a basketball player, being in the gym, getting up shots. If you if you work, if you if you mop floors, be mopping the floor, be the best person person mopping the floor. You know, but just moving on and, and letting it go. And and I get that Gail thing, you know. Hold something over people, and me personally, it affects me just a little bit. But I mean, what does holding in anger do for Gail? She still has money. You don't move on. You know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, it happened. You know, it, it was sad, but move on. You know, it happened. You know, things happen, but just move on. Let it go. There's nothing your words gonna say on your Facebook post. And Lil Ray Ray commented on that, yeah, you go ahead. You know what you're talking about. That does nothing to Gail. <laughs> he has a million dollars and you still going to your nine to five tomorrow. So right. just let that go. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, that's the best thing that I can really give anybody. Let me ask you this before, before we pop it over to Rashad. What would you say, what would you think that Kobe would say, tell us about Gail? What would he tell us? How would he tell us to handle that? Honestly? Yeah, you can what trust I if you need to. I feel like Kobe would tell us would tell us that you know it's cool. If you want, if you want my honest opinion, the way that I from from these interviews of when I seen Kobe talking, how he would handle like his whole Shaq thing. You, you know, Shaq and Kobe had one of the biggest beats people would call it, yeah. and Kobe would tell you what was on his mind. But at the end of the day, Kobe didn't care. Because Kobe know who he is, and like he would say, Shaq know who he is. So, I mean, I feel like Kobe would say, well, I know who I am. Yeah, I know who he is. So, I mean, wh- what does that do for me? Right. He said this. He brought this up. So, I mean, it, it don't matter. At the end of the day, I'm going to still do my thing. I'm going to still be a dad. I'm going to still be a coach, you know. I'm going to continue to be these great things. So, I mean, I just feel like Kobe would just be like, okay, it happened. Move on. 
Yeah. You want my honest opinion. Okay, cool. That's that's valid. Sean. Right. And Nick, I agree with you on that. You know, uh Kobe didn't have to explain himself. You know, he, he did what he had to do by his actions. Uh, I think so with that I I will go into saying that tell your story. You know, we while you're alive, tell your story. Don't allow somebody else to tell your story because when it happens, they're gonna leave out the best parts. They're gonna leave out the parts that may, that lets the world know that, hey, even though I made that mistake, I bounced back. You know, and so I think one thing I really want you to do, and and hear me, like Nick said, you still gotta go to your nine to five. Gail gonna be straight. <laughs> so let's figure out what are we gonna do to make ourselves be better for the future because that's what it's all about, man. Like it's it's bigger than us. Everything we do now is for the, the next generation and the people around us. So we can keep talking about these problems and problems and problems. We ain't doing we ain't making no solutions though. Right. So we need these solutions in order to change and make positive change. So I want to challenge the listeners today, whether you just secured a new job, whether you just bought you a new car, man, keep that mamba mentality. Tell your story because not everybody is rooting for us. Some people want you to fail. And this is a prime example right here with this with how did everything went down? This is a prime example that even when you die, people are gonna talk about you. Yeah. So live your life, live your best life, do what you gotta do. And it's mama mentality, a mentality. And with that, I'm gonna say Kobe. I just shot a ball. Y'all didn't even see that. <laughs> All right, fellas, I'm gonna piggyback off of um what y'all said. And um, Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely come to you with this. Um <clears throat> if you notice, Kobe controlled what he could. And that was on the court. When Kobe was on the court, Kobe was in total control. That's where the Mamba mentality came at. When he was on that court, he was an assassin. He was cocky. He was arrogant, but he was out for blood. He was out for the jugular. He didn't care. If you were if you were his teammate, you either you either got on board or got kicked off of the boat. So in that, you know, with the Mamba mentality, control what you can. Everything else. Let us play itself out. Right. Kobe couldn't control what the media said about him or what the report said about him, and he didn't give a damn. He didn't care. Because at the end of the day, he knew the court and the gym, he was going to own everybody that stepped in there that was against him. Right. Also, too, <clears throat> let's learn to not speak out of anger so much. Mm, yeah, right. yes, you know. Yes. Come on. And like I said, it is in our, it's still in our, in our open womb, but let's learn to just kind of step back and breathe. Because these threats, you know, calling, her, calling Gail out of her name, these things are, are going to live forever. And I'm sure, you know, five or six months down the road, people are going to look like, damn, we shouldn't have never, never really did that. So my thing is this, which with the things that you can control, mumble mentality, destroy it. Do whatever you got to do. Excel at it. What you can't control, just be like how Kobe was with the Shaq beef. It is what it is. Great, 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 great words, fellas. Hey, so, look, I don't know about y'all, but I'm ready to play basketball. <laughs> Who ready? <laughs> man, I got bad knees. <laughs> but, like, so, like, so as we, you know, start to close out, so my – uh, y'all, I mean, y'all young brothers, I got to tell you, y'all are on top of it. Like, really, I've, I mean, Nick, Sean, uh, Brian, I've never been more proud to be in the presence of, of young black men. And I, I want people to realize to stop sweating the small stuff. 
That's it. It'll kill my, my opinion about what happens is my fucking opinion. Like my grandmama said, what I eat don't make you shit. shit. My, my, look, everybody got an opinion. They like assholes. Some of them stink. You know, and and that's, but you don't have to. And, and I think some of y'all really need to seek Rashad's professional services and get your ass a fucking therapist. Okay. Because you should not be that riled up about what somebody else says. Like I'm not going to give you that that pleasure. I'm not going to give you that much attention to where you say something. And also, oh, I gotta say something about that, bitch. Fuck you. Go somewhere and sit down. Go get you some insurance and get you a goddamn therapist because something is wrong. Something is wrong with people. Like it, it's something is absolutely wrong. And, the, and we get so upset sometimes. Sometimes we're on the same page. Right. But you so mad that you got to prove the nuances of your argument. There's a guy yesterday, Darren Aaron. I'm going to call his fucking name out. He's a he's a journalist. So he's on Gail's side. You know, well, she's a journalist. She's both. I agree. That's what you do as a journalist. But at the end of the day, if you're not practicing prudence and due diligence and do some fuck shit like she did before this man is in the ground, you need to be prepared for the backlash. Exactly. You need to be prepared for the backlash. If you're not ready, don't do it. Don't and, do it. And that's the whole thing. Like, nobody's mad that she asked the question. It's just the timing of when right. she asked the question. And we have exactly. the right and we have the right to be upset about that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we just can't give people a pass just because they're black. Just like but some people say, Well, you want to give Kobe a pass because no, Kobe's dead. Kobe's dead. Kobe can no longer defend himself. Right. And at the end of the day, all these attention hungry whores are out now gaining attention off of his death. You know, we when the last time we had a conversation about Gail King and Sharia? Like, seriously, when when was the last time we talked about Gail King? I mean, really, honestly, no more than when she did the R. Kelly interview and he turned that shit into a circus. So, right. so other than that, I mean, nobody really talks uh, about her. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I didn't realize who she was. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, I saw this video with R. Kelly, but I didn't know who she was. So I that mean, was her. Like, that was really, like, the last time Gail was, like, really relevant and even then, she she was only relevant because she was doing the interview. She is like she is like fucking Robin, like a Batman and Robin. Like she's the fucking sidekick, and you it like like Michelle and Kelly. Like you you just trying to get some shine. And at the end of the day, this is the shine that you get. This is how you right. wanted it. So take this turd sandwich, hold your nose, and eat it because this is what you got. Right. And again, do your job. I could very easily go into my job tomorrow. And do my job in such a way that I'm in in the legal limits of what I should be doing. I'll, I'll give a perfect example. Attendance. Right. I could go in right now. I go in right now and just about any one of my employees find an error on their time card that's grievous enough to fire them. Why would I want to do that? Like, what am I going to get out of that? You know, what, what am I going to... So, when you talk about Gail just doing the job, yes, you can do your job. Mm-hmm. You, you most certainly can do your job. But if you do it in such a way in which you are not practicing caution and care right. and, and tenderness, then you get what you got. Right. You know, uh-huh. you get what you got. And 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 it's okay. And for all y'all people who are on Gail's bandwagon, it's okay. It's fine. It's perfectly okay to feel like she did absolutely nothing wrong. But keep in mind that those are your feelings. Right. They are your feelings. And my friend Derek says all the time, feelings ain't facts. These are your feelings to what you are entitled to. Right. But I, too, 
am entitled to my opinion. You're right. And it's not uh-huh. incumbent upon you to try to change the way that I feel. You're right. You know, because I was raised, I was raised a little different. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what that's what that's that and and, and, I, and we cannot we cannot end this without, you know, extending it. Extending our uh, condolences to Vanessa and those kids. Much love to y'all, ladies. I mean, having lost a child, it's it's hard. Like, uh, like the worst thing in the world for a parent is to outlive a child. Like, I'm not supposed to outlive my child. I'm supposed to go first. Yeah, Denzel said it best in uh, John Q. My child, I'm not supposed to bury my child. My child's supposed to bury me. You're not, but, and what and what do we? And this woman has to bear her child and her husband. Mm-hmm. And what are we talking about? Gail King ragged ass. Right. Okay, that's what we're talking about. Exactly. You know, we just met almost. You know, forty five minutes talking about her. She's not. She's not the subject of the story. Right. You know, she's not. And that is the narrative that she's created. And again, she just got to, you know, roll with them fucking punches. Right. But Rashad, I like what you said about creating your, like telling your story. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to tell the story, t- I remember back when, when um, me and one of my exes at that time, we had kept my boys for the summer. And my, my, my son's mom, crap, just terrible mom. And I was keeping them because she wasn't doing what she was supposed to do. So we kept them for the summer. And at the end of the summer, uh, I asked, I'm like, well, you know, what would you think about, you know, them just staying with me? They had a great time. We had a great time. That bitch said, hmm, well, I don't know, but I, I don't, I'm not comfortable with them, you know, being with you considering your lifestyle. And that was the first time she had brought up the fact that I was gay. And I was like, bitch, the lifestyle is you dating a drug dealer and my son finding drugs in your house. That's the fucking lifestyle. And I decided that day to tell my son that I was gay. He was nine years old. And the reason why I told him that was because you can't tell my story like I can tell my story. Exactly. And you can't tell it, you can't tell it but once. So, you know, people sit around and not knowing how to be transparent with our bullshit, we're all flawed. We all got problems. You know, I can't I can't tell you my story about being a great dad if I ain't tell you about you know, that time when I ain't have no money and I couldn't pay child support on time. I can't tell you those stories. I can't tell you this story about me being, you know, this this wonderful advocate if I can't tell you that I got arrested for solicitation one time. <laughs> you know. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, seriously, like, like yeah. not, I mean, but it's cool. I mean, everybody like, got not, No, and not solicitation, propositioning. That was what it was. <laughs> Indecent proposal is what they called it. So, you know. Show's over. Let's go. <laughs> But you know, but you can't. But when you don't do that, then people decide they want to tell your story. Right, like, exactly. if, like if I decide that I want to run for uh, for political office, bitch, everything I did gonna be out there. Right. Because you can't tell it but once, and I can tell it better than you did. Right. I was there. I lived it. I lived it. You know. So I mean, that's just things. But y'all's opinion, y'all's opinions are y'all's opinion, and people right. are entitled to it. And your First Amendment rights end at my page. <laughs> Straight like that. Yeah. Keyword: yeah. my page. My page. page. Yeah. So anybody got anything else before we go? Man, I enjoyed it, man. This was a great thing, man. And you like the studio? Yeah, man. We're about to get a, a freestyle session going. But that's what's up, though, man. That's what's up. Nick, you got anything else? Uh, I just want to say thank you for having me. And uh, as your nephew, I'm extremely proud of your pri- of your podcast. And you really putting your voice out there, you know, being a, a 
being a real big voice in the, in the Birmingham community, whether you know it or not. And uh, just you being a fantastic uncle, as always, you know I always love you. So I just want to say I'm proud of you, and I'm happy to be a part of the show today. He's going to cry in a minute. Just for the sake of tears coming, but guess what, though? But now that's, it's real respect because what you do is similar to what Gail does, but yet you own up to your shit. Yeah. And you can say, hey, this is my opinion, and you still listen to people that may not have the same opinion as yours when we're talking person to person. Because, you know, me and you, we didn't always agree. But the one thing we always did was able to learn from each other. So now it's like, damn, okay, I didn't see that part. You know who I don't agree with on this whole subject? Bobby. My husband and I are t- on totally opposite sides of the fence on this right. whole argument. But y'all know how to keep it respectable right. and, you, and y'all can voice y'all's opinion. What he eat don't make me shit. Exactly. You know, we are totally on the, we, and we made a post about that yesterday. We are totally on opposite sides of this. And we live in the same house. Right. So why I care about niggas on the internet? Anyway, look, we, we out. <laughs> All right, man. All right. Y'all be safe out there, man. All right. Take it easy, Mike. All right. Thank you.